Hey everyone, thanks for joining us, and welcome back to episode 5 of Recipes for Disaster. This week, we have the case of Vanessa Marcotte coming from Princeton, Massachusetts, right after this. Vanessa Teresa Marcotte was born in Lemonster, Massachusetts on June 19, 1989. She was the only child, and she went to Bancroft School in Worcester, Massachusetts. From there, she attended Boston University and earned her bachelor's degree in communications in 2011. In Boston, she started her professional career as an online market software startup called Steam and at the offices of Vistaprint. She eventually ended up working in New York City as an account manager for Google. Twice a month, Vanessa would come to Princeton to visit her mother and grandmother. And for those of you who are not familiar with Princeton, it's a small town in Worcester County and has a population of less than 4,000 people. On Sunday, August 7th, 2016, Vanessa decided she would go for an afternoon jog before returning home to New York, which was not an uncommon occurrence. She left for her run between noon and 1 o'clock, and on her jog, she stopped at the Mountainside Market for a drink. A witness says she was walking and talking on her cell phone around 1 p.m., and this is the last time Vanessa was ever seen alive. After several hours of Vanessa not being home from her run, her family called the police. From there, an immediate missing person search was launched. Vanessa's body was later found off of the street in a trail in a heavily wooded area around 8.20 p.m. And the worst part, her body was only found a half mile away from her mother's home. When investigators found her, they immediately classified it as a homicide. Her body was found naked and there were burns on her face, hands, and feet. It was also believed that she was sexually assaulted and strangled. It is reported that she had crushing injuries to her throat and that her nose was broken. What was missing from the crime scene, though, was her clothing, cell phone, and earbuds. One partially burned sneaker was found near the body, and the only other thing that was recovered from this crime scene was foreign DNA. It is believed that her killer may have taken her clothes, cell phones, and earbuds, but they were never recovered, and authorities say that Vanessa put up a huge struggle during her attack. Right after Vanessa, Vanessa's murder investigations 
opened a 24-hour tip line asking police and public to call to give any information they might have. They ended up receiving over 1,300 tips. There was even a witness report that says they saw a vehicle following her, more specifically, a dark-colored SUV that parked and even turned around to continue following her. Based on the evidence that police have found so far, they know that the killer is a male and likely has scratches, cuts, and bruises on his face, arms, and neck. It's also believed that the killer was unknown to Vanessa, a complete stranger, and that the attack was completely random. It was not until April 15, 2017, about six years later, that a press release notified the city of Princeton that Vanessa's alleged killer had been taken into custody. His name was Angelo Colon Ortiz, who was 31, meaning he was 25 at the time of the murder. His arraignment was on the 18th of April in Leominster District Court, and he was placed on a $10 million bail. He faced the charges of aggravated assault, assault with intent to rape, and a murder charge. On July 26th, Angelo pled not guilty and was ordered by a judge to be held without bail. But what evidence do they have to hold against Angelo? We haven't even heard about him yet. Find out right after this. It's been about six years after the murder of Vanessa Marcotte. Angelo Colon Ortiz is still being held in jail without bail. Evidence keeping him there includes a Massachusetts State Trooper's statement, including that he saw Angelo driving a vehicle identical to the one reported to be following Vanessa on the day of her murder. It's even reported that he took down the license plate number and visited his home where he happened to give a voluntary DNA sample. Guess what matched the DNA sample given by Angelo? The DNA found under Vanessa's fingernails. Other evidence linking Angelo to the crime is his cell phone records. Based on the last phone calls he made, the signals bounce off cell towers and places him easily at the crime scene. Angelo later filed a motion to suppress the DNA evidence, even though he gave his DNA voluntarily. He claims there was a language barrier and that the police officer took it without his consent. But research does show that there was a Spanish-speaking officer at the scene. Although Angelo was married with children, he was often described as perverted and was known to make vulgar sexual comments to people in his neighborhood. A former co-worker also stated that Angelo often made crude comments in Spanish about her and other female workers. According to my research, Angelo is still in jail. Find out some about Vanessa's family after this. On 
December 21st, 2016, Vanessa's family released their first public statement in Princeton, Massachusetts. They started by thanking the community for the support and announced that the family has set up a website, vanessamarcotte.org, in memory of Vanessa, and the Vanessa T. Marcotte Foundation was established. This foundation does amazing things for the Princeton community, including self-defense training for women, mentorship, and programming for young girls, boys programs, and domestic violence survivor support. They also host road races and many more. If you would like more information, please visit this site, vanessamarcotte.org. Thanks for listening. Sorry this was such a short case. I'm working on a really good one for next week. Do you have a case you want to hear about? A mystery, conspiracy, solved or unsolved murder? Message us on Anchor. Facebook, or Instagram. Just search for Recipes for Disaster. Thanks for listening. See you next time.